All right, boys, episode 12. I was going to say in Spanish, but I can't remember what 12 is in Spanish. <laughs> so I got I to gotta start this out with a story. Yeah. You kind of know the answer to the story, but I, do. I did text both of you and said, I sent you a picture and said, did you send this to me? And oh, yeah. No. I texted Ron. I texted Marcus. I texted my brother. Everybody said no. Three of those people, including your mom, when you we, call. I say we even called my mom. Yeah, you called her out. She said, no, but I wish I would have. So it was three people that wanted to claim it but didn't. So anyway, I'm working from home. Allie comes down the stairs the other day and says, you have a package. I just went in the gutter. <laughs> I said, I didn't order anything. She said, well, there's a package here for you. And I've had some issues in the last, like, month of my stuff getting, like, my card getting tampered with and compromised. Right. Yep. So she hands me this package. It's a brown package from walmart.com i'm like i didn't order anything from walmart.com and i don't have an account from walmart.com so i go to walmart type in the uh code because there was a receipt in there so i type in the order number but i asked for an email i don't like i don't have an email so i couldn't find it in the package was a dvd scarface gold edition yep and then you and Allie both reminded me that at one time I brought up when we did the Tiger King podcast yep. that I mentioned I'd never seen Scarface. Correct. So this was driving me nuts because <laughs> I didn't know who would send it to me. I knew it had to be somebody that knew my address. So then Allie remembered that one of her relatives, her cousin Casey, had asked her mom and asked to keep it a secret. So I wanted to publicly say thank you Casey you know I texted you and thanked you Casey <laughs> sent me this and said he was listening to the Tiger King podcast and he said I had to take a minute and think about what you just said rewound the podcast and said holy shit he's never seen Scarface <laughs> and so Casey thanks still need to watch it and I will get this watched he said he tried to make a movie night out of it send us popcorn but the only thing you could buy was a 48 pack of popcorn so <laughs> I need popcorn for days so thanks Casey Ross right. I told Kyle we just need to mentioned we haven't seen other stuff or we need other stuff yeah that's true yeah you never know i don't have a new truck out. yeah <laughs> i don't have a new a5100 sony camera <laughs> yeah send me an email the business email for you need the address <laughs> oh man so uh a couple things we want to talk about the draft winners losers grades uh, the Jordan documentary, obviously, I think is the other one. And then there has been some plans leaked, revealed of some sports coming back. Mm -hmm. And their plans to come back and kind of some timelines. So we'll start with the draft. And I want to hear you guys as winners, losers. Okay. Um, Adam, what you got? You want to start? All right. Uh, winners, as much as I hate to say it, I think Dallas had a very good draft. Um, I was, I think Lamb, I don't know if, I don't think they needed Lamb in the first round, but I think it was a good pick for them. And they may yep. have stolen it from Philly from a division rival. Yeah. Um, Diggs in the second, in the second round was also a good pick. I think they just had a solid draft. Minnesota, I think, did really well with 15 picks, I believe they ended up having, which is unbelievable. Um, so, and obviously the Bills, I liked their draft. I was very, I'll say, when they drafted Fromm on Saturday, I was very negative about it. 
I didn't know what the hell they were doing. But now I've had, what, three days to think about it. I like it more. Um, obviously, Allen plays running around. You never know when he's going to get hurt. Um, obviously, Barkley's there for veteran. And, you know, if something happens and Fromm comes in and plays three, four good games, you may, you may be able to trade him for, you know, a third or fourth round pick. And as I believe as Bean, I think Chris Mortensen, Mortensen said that he had texted Bean after they made the pick. And Bean said we had no plans to take a quarterback, but it was way too much value there in the fifth round. Because he, he just kept dropping, and obviously it was because yeah. of the bad combine he had. But um, So yeah. I not thinking about it, I, I think it was it was probably a good pick, and I thought they had a great draft. And Epen, Epenenza, I think, was a great pick. He was supposed to be – I think initially it was anywhere from 15 to 25 projected. Um, so with him being there, what, 54, I think that was a, yeah. Yeah. a hell of a pick at that, at that point. Yeah, those are – Good points on Fromm. I agree when they first drafted him, I was scratching my head also because my initial thought was, okay, the Bills seem to be all in on Josh Allen. Uh, you could probably find a veteran backup. So why waste this right. pick on a quarterback right now? But yeah. I, I was so, playing golf at Twain, and I haven't mentioned that I was talking about Fromm and I think who else was on the board? There was another quarterback out there that was uh, Eason. Eason, yeah, Eason, Eason hadn't been drafted yet. So we were talking about the draft and teams. And Cookie's a Giants fan, yep. you know, Ricky's Dolphins fan. And we were on seventeen, and Rick looked at. I was just talking about the Moss kid, Randy Moss's son, not being drafted yet. I'm like, it'd be cool if Buffalo took him. It'd be, mm-hmm. that'd be pretty cool. And then Rick looked at me. He's like, oh man. I'm like, Did they take Moss. He's like, took Jake Fromm. Like. What? Yeah. So yeah, same thing. I was like a little like, uh, why would you take him? I get it. Barkley's easier veteran. I'm still. I think Josh Allen is going to be the man. He's got to be the man for the team. Right. I don't think it's a terrible pick. I think it's something could develop. You never know. And like we said earlier, Jake Fromm might be the next. Yeah. Tom Brady. Um. (laughs) You you just don't know until that opportunity comes. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I read a lot of comments when Fromm was drafted and said, why did he even go pro? You know, he's only a junior. If he could have gone after his first year, he would have gone a lot higher. And the, re- the response to a lot of those comments was, well, he went pro because he knew he wasn't going to get any better. And if he comes out next year, his stock would just drop because he's not going to get any better his fourth year. However, I do feel like at that, at some point, a player becomes a result of coaching, and he's been at Georgia for three years. He can go to Buffalo and get, you know, learn a lot from somebody else yeah. and get a different point of view. I mean, he's not a dumb kid; he's a very smart kid. So, yep. yeah, and they and they they brought up a lot. Dabble was obviously at Alabama when um, Georgia and Alabama played the national championship game, and obviously saw him in the SEC. So he's got some familiarity with them. And then obviously, I think they've, I think Dorsey's done a really good job with Allen. So maybe they think they can make him right. progress and grow. Right. So, yep. yeah. Um, so Adam mentioned some winners to me, the big thing in the draft that stuck out on the loser side is the green Bay Packers. Yes. We're going to go there already. Yes. Let's do so it. Might as well get right into it. So I think there's two obvious points that jump out here. So number one is the Packers need a wide receiver. They need somebody for Aaron Rodgers or whoever's going to be quarterback in the team to throw to. And Rodgers is on the McAfee show. 
McAfee streamed the stream, streamed the draft just like we did with his crew, okay, with AJ Hawk, and they had Aaron Rodgers on the show an hour before the pick, and he nonchalantly said, "You know, it'd be really cool. We haven't taken a position player in a really it was like ten years. Yeah, it's been a really long time. Yep. So Rodgers had made that comment before the pick. Yeah. So there were still some pretty good receivers available when the Packers picked. They uh, what they do? They traded up." With the Dolphins, I twenty to pick yeah, 25, 26. They traded, yeah, they went up to twenty six yeah, and thirty. So they traded up. Not only did they pass up the wide receiver crew, the core there, but they didn't select a single receiver at all in the draft. No. And to add fuel to the fire, they picked Jordan Love, quarterback, which to me just heightens the controversy of what the hell's going on in Green Bay because there has been. Rumors that uh, Aaron Rodgers and their head coach, who was new last year, yep. are not getting along. And now in the first round, instead of getting him a weapon to throw to, you draft his potential replacement. Keep in mind, too, there's no owners in Green Bay. Yeah. There's right. no, there's not yeah. an owner. It's Hadn't like a fan ownership. Yeah. So I think they actually sell stock for that team, don't yep. they? Yeah. You sure do. Yeah. So yep. I think uh, – Which is really cheap probably right now. Yeah, we should look into that. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting how the quarterback situation and really the wide receiver situation in Green Bay plays out. You got to think they traded up, they traded up to 26. Mm-hmm. The big picture is they traded up from 30 to 26 for a backup quarterback that might sit three years, they don't need now. And then there wasn't a single wide receiver taken from 26 on. And then one and two, I mean, it's great wide receivers taking a second round. You got T. Higgins and Michael Pittman Jr. There was some, yeah, there was some good wide receivers taken in the second round that they could have, I mean, uh, Higgins or Pittman could have been a first round, potential first rounder for the Packers. Probably should have been, honestly. I mean, it really should have been. So I have, I have no issue with them drafting love. Obviously, they should have probably drafted a receiver at some point in the draft. Obviously, they've done this before. Favre was 36 as well when they drafted Rodgers, and that's how old Rodgers is now. So, and obviously they've had a good core of quarterbacks with Favre and Rodgers over the last what 20 years, 24 years, however long it was. So I don't have an issue with them drafting Love at that point if they think he's their guy and they can take him. Um, but you got to take a receiver. Yeah, it's. They did it with Favre, but they did it with Favre at the same age. I get what you're saying, but Favre didn't have four years on his contract. And he had three, and they ran him out of town after two. Yeah, well, he played – I just looked at he – he played three years after Rodgers got drafted. Right. So, yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, obviously contract plays a lot into it, but – Yeah, I think they basically yeah. ran Favre out of town. Yes, but they, they still needed they, – they had to take a receiver. I don't know how why they didn't. I mean, I, I get – and I'm not in any way trying to put Jordan Love down because, like you say, he could be their quarterback of the future, and that's never a bad thing to find. It's but, yeah, not his fault. But they didn't draft a single receiver, which is a position that's probably their biggest need. And, man, what are the next yeah, – They took a running back in the second round, which they also don't need. Right. So, I mean, what yeah. are the next two – if you got Aaron, you got Aaron Rodgers signed to big money for the next couple of years, well, you might be at the bottom of the league – with some of these moves you made, so it, you think Rogers wants out? Maybe, maybe plays uh, like a year and says, "I want out." Yeah, and I don't know if 
you know, who knows? Obviously, A.J. Green kind of wants out of Cincinnati, and maybe that's different now that Burrow's there, but does Green Bay try to go get A.J. Green? Obviously, he's injury-prone, but do they try to go get a receiver that they can get? You know, does New England try to offer up Edelman now that they don't really have Per my sources, I heard Burrow said he wanted to go to Cincinnati and the stipulation was that A.J. Green stayed. Oh, yeah. I heard, actually, calling, I calling his with, shots already. Yeah. Guy I work with said he had read somewhere that there was a rumor of, with this whole situation going on, could New England actually get a hold of Green Bay about Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. That'd be an interesting curveball in the whole situation. They'd probably piss me off. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I just, and- Aaron Rodgers cannot be happy right now. You've got to be pissed. Yeah. He's hanging, I'll give him credit. I think, you know, I've heard stories. I think Aaron Rodgers probably is, in all reality, can be probably pretty dry at mm-hmm. times an asshole. Yeah. But, I got, he's been handling this well. Apparently, he reached out to Jordan Love. It's not Love's fault. Oh, God, no. And I, no. part of me thinks that as excited as Love is to be drafted, going to make money, going to learn from one of the best, there's got to be a little bit in the back of your mind that says, I don't want to sit for four years. I don't want to sit for three years. Like, I work my ass off. I'm a first-round first, first round talent. I don't yeah. I want to go out and, like, try to prove myself. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we don't want to – turn the whole episode into Packers bashing, but that's going to be an interesting one to follow. I saw some great year. videos, by the way, of fans reacting. Yeah. Great videos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there I was the, head of, the guy Pat McAfee show flipping out. Yeah. 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 I didn't see that. Ty, he was talking like Mel Kuyper. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? He had like his hair slicked back. And then there was one where a guy was streaming. He was, like, his, he was streaming the uh, draft. He had everything Packers around him. His show's called the Packer Cast. Okay. And he's like, Packers are on the clock, man. Oh, man, I'm so nervous. And he was like sweating. He's getting up and pacing. He's like, oh, yeah. He wanted uh, Simmons. He wanted Patrick Queen. What do you say? He wanted Queen and somebody else. Anyway, he was like all pumped. He was getting all into it. And he's like, all of a sudden, you see him just go blank. He was like, you serious? <laughs> they just they just took a quarterback. They traded up for a quarterback. <laughs> well, and how how excited does Cincinnati have to be that Higgins got passed up, especially after what six receivers went in the top? I don't know how many picks it was. Top twenty five picks for seven more picks to go by, and not Higgins or Pittman not get drafted. Cincinnati's got to be loving getting yeah. him. Yep. Yeah, I thought Cincinnati did a pretty good job overall. They're be another interesting yeah. team to follow. Obviously, anytime you have the number one overall pick, the spotlight's on you for the next season. But I think the, yeah. so. I think the keys of the draft every year for every team. If you're a GM, your your big goal is to get better. Mm-hmm. But if you can't get better, don't get worse. Like at least fill in your gaps. Yep. And if somewhere down the road they, the drafts draft picks don't work out, they don't work out. I think the only loser of the draft is Green Bay. And then the other semi-loser, I'm going to call it, is uh, Pittsburgh. I'm going to say Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh, in my mind, needs a quarterback, and they didn't draft a quarterback, which makes me think, I'll just dive right into it. Cam Newton goes to Pittsburgh. That's just my yeah, thought. If he wants, yeah, if he wants to sit. And obviously, I thought it was – and obviously getting into that and we can get back to the draft is obviously Winston deciding new, new Orleans is the place to go and he can sit behind breeze for a year. 
you know, that may, that, that might be a huge decision in his career. Yeah. Because if, if no one else wanted him and he couldn't start, why wouldn't you go to New Orleans? Obviously you can learn behind Breeze. You can sit for a year, watch. Cause obviously he got thrown in right away to a, with a bad team in Tampa. So that, yeah. that might revive his career. How many, how many years did he signed for? One. Just one? Just I one think it was year. just one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think he plays this year. Yeah. I mean, I, nothing against Breeze. I mean, Breeze is he, – he just tends to get injured. There might be a game or two, and I think if that happens, it's not going to be Taysom Hill. Right. It's well, going to be Winston. Look what it did for Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he started, what, four or five games and got paid going to Carolina because of yeah. it. So, yeah. I think it, it's going to be a great benefit. I mean, he didn't walk into anybody really to learn from, did he, in Tampa? No. He started from day one. Yeah. And they had a defensive coach there, so it didn't really didn't help them. Mm-hmm. But I thought Kansas City also was mediocre. I was really? a running back. Yeah, they t- so- they took a running back first round, which was obviously they needed, but they didn't really. I thought there were some other guys they could have taken, but right. What do they need? And obviously, yeah, yeah, they're Super Bowl champs, so it's it's hard to. Yeah, they're Super Bowl champs with. I think they're returning most of their team. Yeah, I believe yeah. so. So yeah, and I I see what you're saying, but I don't know that they really needed anything glaring. Yeah, they're still so, gonna be and, tough. they're gonna be tough to beat again. Yeah, and one so one surprise I was I was looking at grades that people were given. One I thought, and and maybe it's just me looking at it. Everybody gave the Raiders a bad grade. Really? And I don't know yeah. if it, yeah, re- and I don't know if it was because Rugs was the first receiver taken off the board, and they didn't think he was top. But I feel like they got a lot of playmakers, so I I just didn't see it. But I think some I saw like C, C minus, like no one was happy with what they did. So right. yeah, I don't remember the specifics, but I there was one article I saw that said the same thing. They had the Raiders as a loser in the draft. Who did they anticipate the Raiders taking so, though? Well, I don't I don't, I don't think I, the issue was with rugs. I think it was because Damon Arnett who went uh 19 to them he was one of the guys on Kuiper's mock draft he was the first guy that was like you know 20 something in the second, second round, round that jumped way up so yeah. I don't know if there was issue again I don't watch enough college football to pick some of these players apart but I think it had more to do with like the Arnett pick Mel Kuiper had the Raiders yeah. in his mock draft taking a quarterback in the first round yeah yeah I, that yeah, was just stupid by the way ESPN, drafted, if you want to hire somebody to actually do real analysis do some homework <laughs> Give us a call, man. You can pay us half. Excuse me of what you're paying Mel Kuyper, and we will get more than five picks right in the first round that he did. You can five pay picks half right. We'll split three of them in the we'll first three. The three of them in the first three. And six players out that he had in the second round won the first round. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's got they, a job. I, he does. <laughs> yes, yeah, he's got a weather, man. <laughs> Three receivers, or Las Vegas took so, and I one one of them is a receiver. Played running back, played quarterback in college, so he was all over the place. But so he's a playmaker. But it it looks like they try and they took a couple linemen, so they tried to protect Carr a little bit, a couple defensive backs. So I, I feel like they did what they needed to do. Probably we don't know uh, if Carr's yeah, going to be the starter there. I was going to say Carr or Mariota. Yeah. 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 Sure. Oh. Yeah, so I think that's that's an interesting pick so Tua yeah. getting drafted which we talked about earlier was mm-hmm. I anticipated this winter he was going to go five to the Dolphins 
some had him slip into like 20 mid 20s because of his injury um but we heard today that the Chargers said if Tua didn't get drafted, they were taking Tua. They were taking him at six. Six overall, yeah. Yeah. So, obviously, both of those teams, the Dolphins and the Chargers, were comfortable enough with his medical records to say that no matter what, he was going five or six. And Trent Dilfer said today, who trained him, and he said, I didn't do a ton. I put a team around him. We worked. He said, Trent Dilfer, he said, when he came to me, he said, Tua was around 200 and 30 pounds. And he said strong, mm-hmm. but he said, we, we, we did everything. We did, we did strength training. We did uh, diet and he was around 213 for the draft. Okay. So he's like, yeah. he's still strong. He's got a solid core. He said, but he's down to like 213, 215. And he said, I got a lot of faith in him. He goes, he's, he just, he looks really good. He goes, uh, some of those videos released weren't planned. It just, it was kind of happening. He goes, I'll leave that to the agent. But they decided, like, you know what? We're hearing all this chatter. You can't ignore it. He's like, you can't, you know, in today's day, you, you can't ignore it. He goes, you, you lay in bed. You, you sit on the crapper. You, it's, you're going to read it. It's, you know, your name's <laughs> out there. So. so so do you think, yeah, do you, so that tells me that the Chargers were happy with either Tua or Herbert. So I assume if they really wanted Tua that bad, they would have tried to, and maybe they did try to move up, but. Yeah, I kind of – I mean, we never know what trade uh, negotiations went on that didn't pan out. But, yeah, you got to assume the Chargers were okay with either one. If they were both available, they were going to go with Tua. But, obviously, they were okay with Herbert because they took him. So, yeah, I think think my big winners were the Bengals. I thought the Bengals made very good use of their picks. With uh, Burrow and T. Higgins, um, I think the Lions got better. Lions, you know, taking a great defensive cornerback. Then they got DeAndre Swift, yep. which is nice. I still think the Lions need to look into a quarterback. Yeah. And yeah. I just – I don't want to say Cam could go there. It's a possibility. I don't think it's a possibility because people just don't want to go to Detroit. I just don't – nobody wants to play there. I mean, right. I can think of two great football players who retired because they couldn't get out of Detroit and they wouldn't trade them. Correct. Megatron and uh, Barry Sanders. Yeah. And then um, I would say the Dolphins. I thought the Dolphins did a very nice job. Yeah. With their picks. I mean, without knowing what New England's doing at quarterback yet, to me, I think you got to assume the Dolphins are kind of sitting as the favorite to come in second in that division. Really? Yeah. 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 They did. They did it. They did enough. Yeah. Um, New England to me didn't really do anything to win or lose the draft. I don't think they got better. I don't think they got worse. They took a D2 kid that Adam loves and thinks he's going to be player, the defensive player, rookie of the year. (laughs) Yep. Um, I wish I wouldn't have said that. You hated that prediction once they drafted him, didn't you? (laughs) I did. I I think we could all agree that they need a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, And they, I, now, I, admittedly, I don't know anything about Stidham, but uh, yeah, I, it, to me, it's a coin flip between three or four guys right now. Isn't it Hoyer and Stidham? That's all they have there, right? Correct. Yes. They need a quarterback. They, I, yeah. yeah, they talked to Belichick, and he said the plan was not the plan was to take a quarterback. Really? So I'm wondering. If, I was. I'm wondering if they saw Fromm still sitting there, and they said, "Oh," and then obviously the Bills took him. Were they planning? 
So I'm guessing if the Bills don't take him there, because what New England had to pick two or three after, they'd probably take Fromm. They'd probably take Fromm. I actually so thought that, that maybe they would take Fromm or Easton, but. Yeah, and I was, so was that another pick that Buffalo's like, hey, we could take – obviously they, they probably like Fromm and like the value at that point, but could we take him and he's – Can't go to New good England. He's going, yeah, he's going to New England after us. So. Right, right. They need a quarterback, but I also heard that, per my sources, again, <laughs> that New England has no interest in Cam Newton. Yeah. I think Cam ends up at Pittsburgh. I just – Nothing against Roethlisberger. I've never been a huge Roethlisberger fan. I know Steelers fans love Roethlisberger. He's won a couple titles with them, and they just they love him. But at the end of the day, the guy is beyond injury prone. Last year was a major injury. Yeah. And I just – it's any second with that guy. He just steps wrong. He's just – he's going to get hurt. Yeah. Did you guys – did you see the video of Big Ben? I think it was like from – someone put it together, I think. It was like a training camp video, and there's the backup quarterback goes and they're throwing. He's like backing up in the pocket, moving around. They're throwing like the like the blockers at him, and he's dodging them. And then Big Ben steps out, and they're throwing the blockers at him, and he's trying to hit him away with his hands. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, running I saw through. That. <laughs> yeah, I think that's I think it's a good possibility because the rumor was the Chargers, but the Chargers drafted a quarterback. So I doubt Cam Newton's going to go there. And I, I was so, also surprised with. Baltimore not taking a receiver earlier. I'm surprised they took Dobbins, I should say, in the second round. Obviously, they've got I, – I assume they have no plans of throwing the ball. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Unless they get a couple slot receivers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think the, uh, only, people, the only team that didn't get any better and just kind of shot themselves in the foot was Green Bay. Yep. Everybody else just kind of filled in their gaps, did their thing. The other one, so what it? Go the ahead, other Russ. interesting pick, I guess we talked about this a little bit earlier, is uh, the Eagles taking Jalen Hurts. Um, you know that's a situation where you have a starting quarterback in Wentz, uh, Carson Wentz, similar to the Packers have Aaron Rodgers, except I feel like that situation is just completely different. You have the Eagles that are in a good situation. You know, are they going to use Jalen Hurts almost like the Saints have used Taysom Hill? Uh, a special package just for him where he comes in, you know, two plays a quarter to give a different look. Does he start a little bit and then you use him as a trade chip or, you know, how, how is that situation going to pan out? It's, that's going to be, it, it's another scenario where you got a team taking a quarterback early. He was second round, not first, like, yep. like uh, yeah. love was to the Packers, but two very different situations in green Bay and Philly, but be interesting to see how the Eagles use Jalen hurts. How that works out. I yeah, feel like Wentz, Wentz is this close to being Andrew Luck. Like, they had high yeah. expectations for him. And he kind of lived up to him, could be great, and then he gets hurt. He gets hurt all the yeah. time. Not only gets hurt as bad as Andrew Luck is, but, you know, Wentz, to me, had one good year. And it was the year they won the Super Bowl. He got him pretty far. They got the Super Bowl. And then, full, you know, Nick Foles ended up carrying him to, you know, win that Super Bowl. Right. And then he came back and – Wentz was mediocre at best last year. He had a couple of good games. He never did anything flashy. And I think it's one of those things that's going to be, how do those first five or six games go for the Eagles? If they yeah. come out of there, you know, they're, you know, two and three, two and four. Yep. Do you start talking about throwing Jalen Hurts in there? I mean, if you're, yeah, if you start two and four, mm -hmm. I think you have to. I would. And, yeah, possibly. And 
move once. And you and you hear it a lot. Is a lot of these guys, and you can Mahomes is a you jump into a system that fits you really well. Obviously, Andy Reid's a really good offensive guy, and obviously, I talk about Peterson the same way. He's got he's very creative in this play calling, so Hurts probably fits there. You know, if Mahomes doesn't go to KC and he's with some other coach, does he play as well? Um, so obviously, you hear a lot about systems and would they really play well any other place and and things like that, but. I think it'll be that her that Hurts pick is because obviously yeah they did compare him to Taysom Hill and they're like well what if he does what Taysom and I think Taysom's only throwing like I forget what it, it's like ten passes in two years or something like that right. and I don't know if that's worth if it's just for that I don't think that's worth yeah. it. Hurts catch a ball like, like Taysom Hill. I guess <laughs> you, right. I definitely see Hurts being able to pass the ball much better and much more often than Taysom Hill does. I guess when I made that comparison, I'm looking at from the standpoint of, okay, he's not your starting quarterback, but you have a a special package for this guy to get him in the game rather than him just sitting on the sideline holding a clipboard as a traditional backup. The Taysom Hill situation has got me intrigued because he reminds me of, uh, I'm going to age myself here, Cordell Stewart slash. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, you know, Sean Payton, they, first of all, they put high they put high expectations on him as far as like if you want him, it's going to cost you. So they put like a first round tag or was it a first round tag? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you have to want him to give up at least a first rounder. Right. But then Sean Payton said, "Oh, Taysom Hill's great, man. He's a, he's he's like Steve Young. So he compares him to Steve Young. <laughs> then Breeze gets hurt, but Bridgewater goes into play. Right. You leave Steve, Steve Young, Young on the bench. bench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah." And they, they, he signed what two year deal? He I just think so. yeah, yeah, relatively so. cheap too. I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, what did you guys think overall with the virtual draft? I thought it went. Ex- uh, yeah. Wait, our virtual draft or ESPN's? Because <laughs> they both went. Both. They're both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, I think the NFL came out looking very good in this. They didn't have any major issues. Looked like Goodell was maybe getting tired towards the end of it. You see, <laughs> from a suit to a quarter zip to in a chair to a t-shirt in a chair. You know, I think by the by the last round he was sitting in the chair with his feet kicked up yeah. on a coffee table. But I think you know, thankfully they didn't have any major uh, technical malfunctions. I thought it was interesting to see all the coaches, GMs in their their home office, what the those different situations looked like. And I, I think overall, I think they did an outstanding job actually, and it went went quite well for him i have one gripe the kids no that was my gripe that (laughs) night but (laughs) no go what do you would you did you think it went well yeah i thought it went well i i i wouldn't be surprised to see more of that you know obviously not everyone at their homes but a similar thing you know players at home just with their families not you know sitting back in a a huge conference room to me, it's not that much different than how the draft used to be. You picked up a phone, you called in your pick, yeah, and you had staffers yeah. on site or whatever, like handing your card. Like right. now, you just right. got more technology. My one gripe is everybody has a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't. I know where you're going. Every kid that comes up and gets drafted, like, can we celebrate the fact the kid got drafted? Tell me how many yards he ran for. Tell me sacks and tackles he had, and touchdowns and. I don't need a highlight reel of like this kid's mother was a drug addict or this kid's father died. Like, so that's, every person that got drafted, there was some like 
Yeah. Awful story about him. And it was odd. No, that's when you first said, I hadn't thought of this, but when you first mentioned that, I don't even remember who it was, but yeah, they mentioned it was actually a bullet point on the screen. Like his mother was a drug addict from 1992 to 2005. And it's like, okay, yes, I give her credit for getting over that. But at the same time, do you think she wants that at a bullet on the screen on ESPN, letting the world know she was a drug addict? Like, what's how's it relevant to the dress? Yeah. Right. I, I, I do agree with that. The only, if, the only time it should be relevant is like, this guy's got one eye. He's got drafted first overall. He lost his eye in a horrible cockfighting accident. Like, right. tell me that story. Right. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to know about, like, I, I feel bad for you, but I mean, everybody's got a story. I don't yeah. tell it. Let's talk football. Everyone, first of all, it was the most viewed draft in NFL history by 3 million. And like, wow. like 50, I think the first round had over 15 million viewers or something like that. Yeah. And it was like they beat the over previous record of like twelve million. Right. So it was obviously highly watched, which is great. And even the entire draft into the next day was got a lot of attention, probably due to lack of sports. I, I know. Yeah. I, I definitely watched a lot more of it than I did. Yeah. Than I typically do. Usually I tune in for the first round, maybe half the first round, to be honest with you, to right. see my team picking. And then once you get into that third day with rounds three through seven, I pay zero attention. You got the that. T-shirt on here on the but, chair, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I did this year. I had it on the TV. <laughs> did anybody? Did anybody get a hot mic of like Goodell in the background? Like, hey, when did we get six rounds? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so did you? I got two two more things with the draft. One, the Panthers drafted all seven picks for defensive players. Okay. First time, first time that's happened that. All picks have been on the same side of the ball since 1985, and that was the Browns that did it then. First, I thought that was first, first time. That's probably because the first time Panthers were drafting with Christian McCaffrey locked up long term, so they got all the offense they need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I still think they needed some offense. But and then also, so my buddy he texted us later Thursday night, and he's like, "Did you guys see Joe Burrow's mom?" And I'm my two, my buddy and I both responded we're like, no, I didn't notice. Why? She's like, oh, pretty good looking. So then we like forgot all about it. And then the next day, my buddy texts us. He goes, so I just got reminded about Joe Burrow's mom. So I look it up, and all I see are comparisons to Carol Baskins. <laughs> that bitch, Carol Baskins. <laughs> yeah. I did not and see my, that. Yeah, and I'm like, and it, 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 when you put them side, obviously they're not identical, but you can see the similarities between the two. And he's there. So went to the Bengals. Isn't that ironic? Old Bengal yeah. time. <laughs> it was. It was funny though. I thought it was solid draft overall though. Yeah, definitely yeah. fun. Stream was fun. Some people show up. Yeah, chat. So, yeah, but I'm ready for football season. Yeah. All right. I can't wait to talk about this. Okay. The Jordan documentary episodes three and four, and they went into Dennis Rodman. <clears throat> now, now I need a 10 part series on Dennis Rodman <laughs> and you can make five of those episodes about the vacation he took in Vegas. Yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard of a pro athlete going to their general manager and saying, I need a vacation. <laughs> and then asking a star player for and, permission. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Vacation in the middle of the season. I, I, what cracked me up was Jordan tells the story and he says, I walk into practice 
And Phil's like, hey, Dennis has something to tell you. And he's like, I don't want to hear a damn thing Dennis has to tell me <laughs> because it can't be good. And he's like, he needs a vacation. He was like, if he goes to Vegas, he's not coming back. <laughs> so then they negotiate to 48 hours. It was like 84 hours later, still no Rodman. Yep. So Jordan went to Vegas and got him. Yep. So that's, a, that's false. So I read the guy who put the documentary together said it was very misconstrued in the documentary. Rodman actually was at his apartment in Chicago, which was directly across from the United Center. Jordan walked over to his apartment in Chicago. Uh, so he was back in Chicago. Thing. Correct. Okay. Correct. Yeah, they definitely made it seem like Jordan went to Vegas. Like yeah. he was running yeah, around as a hangover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so saw an interview with the guy who put the, the documentary together. Okay, that makes said, more yeah, sense. It was, it was misconstrued there, yeah. Vegas, or Jordan didn't go to Vegas. He just went across the street. He said it was literally okay. – his apartment was across the street. He called it a, a flop house. He said it literally had a mattress, couch, and a TV in it. That was it. Nothing else. I was the hottest place. woman in America living with him. <laughs> right. Hi- hiding behind the couch. She still got her fastball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> still got it, man. I think she looks better now than what she did then. It was just crazy. Yeah, I agree with that. But I was could, like, could wow. You, could you and imagine? She told a story at released yesterday that the Bulls were off. They had practice. She told a story about how Rodman said, I got a surprise for you. So he blindfolded her, put on his motorcycle. And he said, she said when he took the blindfold off, she was standing in the middle of the practice court, the Bulls Center, practice arena. Okay. And she said, we were like kids. We had popsicles and we had sex in every room in that place, including the court. <laughs> oh boy. Sounds like a high school prom. <laughs> Could you if imagine? they did a legitimate documentary, documentary on uh, – Dennis Rodman, there's no way that could air on TV. At least give him a 30 for 30. That'd be on HBO or something. I'd I'd find a way to watch it. (laughs) But yeah, I I love this documentary. Can you imagine if a guy did that nowadays with social media and everything? Even even if he wasn't, you know, so I think they said, so my buddy texted us during that and he said, I don't think he missed any games. He only missed like two practices. But then I believe after, because Scott Van Pelt's doing his show afterward. And I think he said he missed two games but I haven't looked it up to see if he missed any games or not. But if a guy did that nowadays, they, oh my God, you'd never hear the end of it. Even if they didn't miss, you know, if they obviously hockey, I think about, they have to take a five day break throughout the year. There's, there's, you know, there's five days or whatever it is that they can't practice or play games. So if a guy did that, then even, even if he did that during that, you know, they're going to never hear the end of that going to Vegas. Savage though. Leave yeah. the United Center after a game, rocking the high top white chucks, <laughs> ripping a Miller Light with, with the Miller Light, slams it, hops on his motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that was the best part. You know, he's the yeah, he pounds that Miller Light and just hops on the motorcycle and takes off. Man, it's crazy. I'm like, oh, this is, yeah, that alone was like, it was worth the watch. Yep. Yeah. It was just crazy and, too. And like he was, he became a problem in Detroit. And then when they wanted him in, in Chicago, they, the only reason they brought him in is they thought that he would, he would respect Jordan and Pippen and they'd yeah. be able to handle it. They basically left it up to the players and Phil Jackson to yeah. like tame him. And they did, yeah. but he was still Rodman. I mean, it was crazy. So did you guys see the video of like Pippen tackling him in the Lakers game? So yeah. when you're throwing out, yeah. it was a quick close game. You like, oh, ta- yeah, yeah. like yes. tackled him. Yeah get him off the court and i don't think there's any 
I can't – obviously, I don't watch a ton of NBA, but I can't think of any players nowadays that you would bring somebody like that onto your team and just let your players take care of it. I don't I – don't, there's – I mean, there's nobody like Pippen and Jordan, you know, that are going to command that respect, I think, nowadays. And Dennis Rodman is who Draymond Green wants to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's not. If he gets, if he gets that hair going. Did you see Draymond Green post the thing the other day with his arm around Curry and Thompson, like, during the game? And he was like, yo, we changed the way they play the game now. Yeah. Okay, dude. <laughs> You're the kicker from the replacement sent behind the jukebox during the fight. <laughs> That's who you are. And then you come out afterwards and be like, yo, man, we beat their ass. It's like, you're in the jukebox. <laughs> guy's a legend. Is yeah. I can't stand Dream on Green. Yeah, I'm interested for next week's too with the Dream Team. Yeah. I saw a clip somewhere online today it wasn't on the documentary where they showed some some player basically purposely elbowing scotty pippen in the face when they were down on the offensive end pippen went down i mean he took a good elbow to the face this kind of shows the difference between basketball now and basketball then yep instead of blowing the whistle to make sure he was okay the referee grabbed his arm (laughs) dragged him off the court and the ball went back up and down the court like four more times the referee dragged him off the court. Their trainer, you can see the trainer running around the outside of the court to go tend to him. The hockey sub for him? play was still like going guy off the bench. Like, get in there. I'm like, if that happened nowadays, they would have blown play dead immediately, and they yeah. brought out a stretcher to go stop his like nose a soccer away. injury. Yeah. So I have, I mean, there's yeah, one yeah. other thing that stuck out for me in this documentary. Wait, go ahead, Adam. I was saying you get play stop now for taking a pinky to the chin. You know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine how bad LeBron cries now, how bad he would cry then? I mean, Jordan got his ass kicked playing yeah. Detroit going on the rim. But. Yeah, yeah I, I, another, another guy's Harden. And I saw yeah. a lot of tweets of, about him during the documentary. Like, I mean, there's, there's I some, think Harden's worse than LeBron, I think, but they're both yeah. bad. I mean, there's some highlights of uh, Harden. Obviously, he's got the beard where players will try to swipe at the ball and they hit his beard and he acts like his jaw's broken. And it's like, dude, they <laughs> yeah. just grazed your beard hair. And I think that's my only gripe with LeBron. I, I agree Harden is worse. LeBron, for being such an amazing player, I wish he would just stop whining so much. Yeah. Uh, right. I think that's my biggest gripe with him. So the, the other thing in the documentary, so I, during the first two episodes, they showed they interviewed Isaiah Thomas. And I texted <clears throat> Matt and I said, I wonder why Isaiah Thomas is in this documentary. Because I know that Jordan hates him. There is no love lost there. And did you say next week's dream team? They talk about dream team. I I think that's what they showed. Okay. So if you don't know already, you're probably going to find out next week when they formed the dream team. The first person they called was Jordan. When they got the approval to use NBA players, they called Jordan and said, Hey, we're going to put together this NBA players to go to the Olympics. Do you want to play? And the first thing he said was who's playing. Right. And I can tell you who didn't play because Michael said so. And it was Jordan. And if you don't believe that, Chuck Daly was a coach. And Chuck Daly was a coach in, in Detroit when Isaiah was there and they won yeah, other titles. Yeah, Thomas didn't play. Yes. Yeah, Thomas. You just said Jordan. Thomas, yeah, didn't, Thomas play. didn't play. Yeah. So yeah. think about that. Who had, right. the, who had the power and who made right. the calls? Thomas's coach in Detroit. Yes. Still didn't pick him for the team. Still didn't make the team. So we're probably going to find out more about that next week. But one of the things that stuck out to me was watch the Sunday, first thing Monday. All over, you know, Pat McAfee, ESPN, everyone's talking about it. 
everyone's talking about like, oh man, Robin's a savage. And then everybody goes just straight to it. The handshake that never happened. Yep. I want to know your guys' thoughts on that. So, you know, that was before our time where we watched, we were too young to watch every series, see how everything played out back then. But they showed earlier in that episode, or maybe it was the episode prior, whatever, but they showed when Detroit beat Chicago back-to-back years, the Bulls clearly stayed out there yep. to still shake Detroit's hand. Yep. Even if it was just a quick, hey, congratulations, and then you're off the court. So you got three years in a row, Detroit wins, Detroit wins, Chicago shakes their hand, and then the third year is the opposite. Chicago beats Detroit, and Detroit just walks off. To me, that's a shitty move on Detroit's part, in my opinion. And then Isaiah Thomas claims that, oh, that's not true. The Celtics did it. But then they show the clip of the Celtics clearly of, shake. Of Larry Bird. Yes. And McHale clearly shaking their hands. Clearly shaking their hands. Yeah. So yeah, I think if they hadn't. If they hadn't met the two prior years and there was no precedent set, then it's a little more up in the air. But because the first two years, Chicago stayed to shake their hands. And Thomas openly said, Lambeer said, we're not shaking their hands. Right. And it was out of spite, yeah. not because of anything else. Yeah. So. And, and I love, I, who was, uh, was a horse Grant? Was like they were just a bunch of little bitches. Yeah. <laughs> I think he, was, looked, he looked like he could still go out and play. Dude, Linebacker, NBA. well, yeah, probably both. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but and even that point, and even obviously Isaiah said it. He said, "Knowing what I know now, I would have stayed and shook his hand." That just goes to prove that. Yeah, you know, it, well, like had, Jordan said, no, time to think no about res- it. He had no respect, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I know I'm a, you know, I've said before I'm a huge hockey fan. Every playoff series in hockey for probably the last hundred years, every single playoff series, not just the finals, every single series, the two teams meet at center ice and shake hands. And it's just a way of, you know, showing camaraderie with these guys that go to battle with you. And to me, that's how it should be. You don't have to like the people. No, you don't. You it's don't just have to it's respect them. It's, it's just, just a, Hey, congratulations. Yes. I'm moving on. You, you know? gotta be a man about it yeah. or a woman. Yeah. The only time I remember a team leaving the court prior to the game was, I think in the last couple of years, Duke got beat. I don't know by who. They got upset. Yeah. And Coach K went to the other coach. Because this was back when, like, everybody was always storming the court. Yeah. And it was not – they weren't in Cameron. So, he went to the other coach with seconds left and said, I'm going to send my players in the locker room because they're going to storm the court. Yep. And that was, that was the plan. Right. So, the only players that stayed on the court were the five guys on the court. And – that was more for player safety, and they knew they were going to storm yeah. the court. Yep. So here's my I'm, here's my take on the Isaiah not shaking his hand. He's an asshole. He always has been. Um, that's just my take on Isaiah. And like Jordan said, he's had time to think about it now, and that's why he's going to say, "Well, I wish I would have." Yeah. And like Jordan said, I don't want to. I don't really care, especially knowing you're being interviewed for a documentary exactly. that's on TV. That's for Jordan. Yeah. So, yeah. and uh, so here's my take on it. You, I don't care what era it was in. I don't care. You know, like you said, it's been hundred. Hockey's been doing it for hundred years. I know how I was raised in sports. If that was me, my old man would have met me in a tunnel and beat my ass. Yep. For being disrespectful. Yep. yep. You know, I mean, you would have you would have gone down as a sore loser. Yep. You know, a crybaby. I don't care if it's a professional sport or not. And on a personal level, 
I can, I'm not going to name names, but you two know these people or know the person per people. We all played in some pretty big tournaments in the area, golf tournaments. I know for a fact there's people who don't like me from my success. Some of them don't even know who I am. Some of them have said some really shitty things about me that have gotten back to me. And I still would continue to go out and beat their ass in golf. But I always, to this day, shake their hand. I still say hello to this, these people in person. Hey, how are you? Yep. I still do that. Right. I've gone to the, as far as I've bought these people beer. Hey, I bought you a beer. Because <laughs> to me, it's kind of like a, like, I'm the bigger man about yeah. it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So to me, if I, they're, they're just kind of comparing them. I just, it just makes you look like an asshole. I don't care yeah. what scenario is in. And for Lambeard, basically, they, I mean, he was basically like, we're not shaking their hand. Then he was on TV Monday saying, I don't regret it. You know, I wouldn't have done it anyway. I don't give a shit what people think about me. It's like, well, I got news for you, pal. pal. Most people don't like you back then. They probably don't like you now. I don't care what kind of person you are outside of basketball or your personal life. The image you're giving everybody right now is that you're just an asshole and you're a piece of shit. Yep. So. Yeah. No- uh, and obviously everybody, everybody says Jordan is an asshole outside, you know, outside of the game, but he respected the game. And I think, and I think that's a huge piece of that. You, yeah. People definitely, I mean, he even said, this is going to make you like an asshole, but right. I said, we were about just about done with the fourth episode. And I said to Allie, who does this remind you of? Who did you, who does Jordan remind you of? Think of another athlete Jordan reminds you of with that mentality of like he did whatever he had to do to win. He worked his ass off, pushed others to be better. And he was just that was it. Who does that remind you of? She guessed it. So if you guys don't guess it, you're gonna be in oh trouble with her. God, come on. Yeah. You now you put pressure on. Yep. All right, what's your uh, guess, Adam? I'm gonna think. <laughs> I I <laughs> I'm going to say Barry. Barry. Bonds. I'm going to say Tom Brady. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. I mean, he dominated golf. And he, Tiger had that mentality. A lot of people were like, man, this guy's an asshole. He did some pretty assholeish things, but, you know, he was very standoffish. He was just very, like, tunnel vision. He was focused. Worked his ass off. He had that savage mentality, for lack of better words, and so did Jordan. I, I agree with that. The reason I didn't guess that was because Tiger's in an individual sport. Right. So he's yeah. not pushing teammates to be. No, he didn't push anybody. I mean, yeah, but yeah. as far as like that mentality of like. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, see that. didn't care what it took. Yeah. That, that's know, 100%. Apart from accurate. cheating. He didn't cheat. You just. Right. You did whatever you had to do. I mean. Not golf. Right. And even. Even <laughs> now still. Uh, I saw a quote from Ricky Fowler today, I think. Because he's played with Jordan a few times. And he said, if you want to get ready for a major. Go golf with, with Jordan. He'll bet you any amount of money you want just to make you uncomfortable. He says it's, a, it's the most pressure, pressure situation I've been in outside of, you know, a major. So that just – that just idea just popped into my head. So we got uh, the event coming up on TV with Tiger, Phil, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. That should have been Michael Jordan and – a different fourth. They probably didn't want that kind of betting going on on TV. Because <laughs> if you put Tiger and Jordan on opposite teams, the two of them probably would have bet so much money. <laughs> yeah. They would have cured, cured cancer. <laughs> yeah. You imagine how unbelievable that, that would be to watch. Yeah. Who do you guys have in that match, by the way? Is, is Tiger teamed up with Brady? 
Nope. No. Manning. He's teamed up with Manning. Tiger and Manning. I don't know enough about Manning's. I, I think nah, I'm taking Tiger. I think Phil's gone so downhill the last year. I don't know. He did take the million off or 10 mil off Tiger. but I'm going Tiger, Manning, and I've, I've inside scoped that Manning used to be a scratch golfer. Now he's single digits. That's, yeah, that's what I've heard Manning's really good. I don't know what – I don't – obviously I don't know much about Manning or Brady's game, but – Brady's game here. I'll give you Brady's game. It's right here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Have they said what format they're playing? Is it? I heard alternate shot. I don't know how true that is, but uh, oh. yeah, so that makes it that makes it a little different. But yeah, I hadn't heard what what they were going to do. And obviously, they. I think they did. They announce another match. Fowler, Thomas. Of another one. Yeah, there's one with a. Uh, uh, Matt Roar, Wolf, Wolf, yeah, Wolf, DJ, Wolf and yeah, Wolf and Ricky against DJ and Rory, right? Because I, I think it yes. was because uh, I remember I thought it was Taylor made guys with Rory and DJ against Oklahoma State with Fowler and Wolf. I thought it was be. what it was. Is that confirmed? I Wolf's thought I saw man. something about it. I thought it was confirmed. Yeah, I guess I can't hundred percent say it, but I thought it was. Uh, you know why it's confirmed? Yeah, I think I thought they said confirmed, but it, all they said was it was going to happen after the Tiger Phil Manning Brady match. I think that's what I saw. Gotcha. No, don't watch either yeah. way. I guess basically I'll just never bet against Tiger Woods. So <laughs> that's probably what it boils down to. It's like how I bet on Fowler to win a major until he does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> huh. Sooner or later, you got to hit it. You think you'd be calling Jordan oh, every, uh, every chance he got the <laughs> yeah. week before a major? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we go play golf and find a wall to run through. You're just motivated. Ask Tiger to show up to bankroll him. <laughs> All right, boys. Anything else? No. Um, want to talk about sports Let's, starting? I was going to say, we mentioned a restart of sports. we want to get into that, or do we want to save that for its own episode? What are we thinking? Well, teaser, boys. Teaser for next week. Keep your clothes on, please. <laughs> yeah, I th- we can save it for next week. I think, I think we might get some more news this week too. Yeah, I think that's good. Yes, yeah, so some more to, concrete. Yeah, so we are teasing it, but yeah, the the NBA and the NHL have kind of announced maybe the framework of how they're going to return from this coronavirus yeah. situation. So yeah, let's uh save that for next episode. We can take some more notes. Hopefully, some more details by then. Yeah, we'll dive into that next episode. Yeah, I think we're more details. Baseball's made a few comments, I think, as well. So, yeah, yep. So we could be I back think we're soon. At that point, I hope so. <clears throat> All right, boys. Till next time. All right. Later. See you. Later, boys. You got to be a man about it yeah. or a woman. Yeah. The only time I remember a team leaving the court prior to the game was. I think in the last couple of years, Duke got beat. I don't know by who. They got upset. Yeah. And Coach K went to the other coach. Because this was back when, like, everybody was always storming the court. Yeah. And it was not – they weren't in Cameron. So, he went to the other coach with seconds left and said, I'm going to send my players in the locker room because they're going to storm the court. Yeah. And that was, that was the plan. Right. So, the only players that stayed on the court were the five guys on the court. And – that was more for player safety, and they knew they were going to storm yeah. the court. Yep. 
So here's my, I'm, here's my take on the Isaiah not shaking his hand. He's an asshole. He always has been. Um, that's just my take on Isaiah. And like Jordan said, he's had time to think about it now. And that's why he's going to say, well, I wish I would have. Yeah. And like Jordan said, I don't want to, I don't really care. Especially knowing you're being interviewed for a documentary exactly. that's on TV. That's for Jordan. So, and, uh, so here's my take on it. You, I don't care what era it was in. I don't care. You know, like you said, it's been a hundred years. Hockey's been doing it for a hundred years. I know how I was raised in sports. If that was me, my old man would have met me in a tunnel and beat my ass yep. for being disrespectful. Yep. Yep. You know, I mean, you would have, you would have gone down as a sore loser, yep. you know, a cry baby. I don't care if it's a professional sport or not. And on a personal level, I can, I'm not going to name names, but you two know these people or know the person per people. We all played in some pretty big tournaments in the area, golf tournaments. I know for a fact there's people who don't like me from my success. Some of them don't even know who I am. Some of them have said some really shitty things about me that have gotten back to me. And I still would continue to go out and beat their ass in golf. But I always, to this day, shake their hand. I still say hello to these people in person. Hey, how are you? I still do that. Right. I've gone to the, as far as I've bought these people beer. Hey, I bought you a beer. <laughs> Cause to me, it's kind of like a, like I'm the bigger man about yeah. it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So to me, if I, they're, they're just kind of comparing them. I just, it just makes you look like an asshole. I don't care yeah. what scenario is in. And for lamb beer, basically, they, I mean, he was basically like, we're not shaking their hand. <laughs> then he was on TV Monday saying, I don't regret it. You know, I wouldn't have done it anyway. I don't give a shit. People think about me. It's like, well, I got news for you, pal. pal. Most people don't like you back then. They probably don't like you now. I don't care what kind of person you are outside of basketball or your personal life. The image you're giving everybody right now is that you're just an asshole and you're a piece of shit. Yep. So. Yeah. And, and obviously everybody, everybody says Jordan is an asshole outside, you know, outside of the game, but he respected the game. And I think, and I think that's a huge piece of that. You, yeah. People definitely, I mean, he even said, this is going to make you look like an asshole, but right. I said, we were about just about done with the fourth episode. And I said to Allie, who does this remind you of? Who did you, who does Jordan remind you of? Think of another athlete Jordan reminds you of with that mentality of like, he did whatever he had to do to win. He worked his ass off, pushed others to be better. And he was just, that was it. Who does that remind you of? She guessed it. So if you guys don't guess it, you're going to be in oh, trouble with her. God, come on. Yeah. You and now you put pressure on. Yep. All right. What's your uh, guess, Adam? I'm gonna think. <laughs> I, I <laughs> I'm gonna say Barry. Barry. Bonds. I'm gonna say Tom Brady. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. Uh, I mean, he dominated uh, golf, and he Tiger had that mentality. Yeah. A lot of people were like, "Man, this guy's an asshole." He did some pretty yeah. assholeish things, but you know, he was very standoffish. He was just very like tunnel vision. He was focused, worked yeah. his ass off. He had that savage mentality, for lack of better words. And so did Jordan. I, I agree with that. The reason I didn't guess that is because Tiger's in an individual sport, right? So he's yeah. not pushing teammates to be. No, he didn't push anybody. I mean, yeah, yeah. but yep. as far as like that mentality of like, yeah, yeah, I didn't, see that. didn't care what it took. Yeah, that, that's a hundred percent. Apart from cheating, he didn't cheat. He just right. He did whatever he had to do. I mean, golf, right? And even even now, still, uh, I saw a quote from Ricky Fowler today. I think because he's played with Jordan a few times, and he said, "If you want to get ready for a major, 
go golf with, with Jordan. He'll bet you any amount of money you want just to make you uncomfortable. He says so it's the most pressure, pressure situation I've been in outside of, you know, a major. So that just, that just idea just popped into my head. So we got uh, the event coming up on TV with Tiger, Phil, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. That should have been Michael Jordan and a different fourth. They probably didn't want that kind of betting going on on TV. Because <laughs> if you put Tiger and Jordan on opposite teams, the two of them probably would have bet so much money. <laughs> yeah. They would have cured, cured cancer. <laughs> yeah. You imagine how unbelievable that, that would be to watch. Yeah. Who do you guys have in that match, by the way? Is, is Tiger teamed up with Brady? Nope. No. Manning. He's teamed up with Manning. Tiger and Manning. I don't know enough about Manning's. I, I think nah, – I'm taking Tiger. I think Phil's gone so downhill the last year. I don't know. He did take the million off – or 10 mil off Tiger. But I'm going Tiger, Manning, and I have inside scoop that Manning used to be a scratch golfer. Now he's single digits. That's, yeah, that's what I've heard Manning's really good. I don't know what – I don't – obviously I don't know much about Manning or Brady's game, but – Brady's game here. I'll give you Brady's game. It's right here. (laughs) (laughs) Have they said what format they're playing? Is it? I heard alternate shot. I don't know how true that is, but Uh, yeah, that makes it that makes it a little different. But yeah, I hadn't heard what what they were going to do. And obviously, they. I think they did. They announce another match. Fowler rumor of another one. Yeah, there's one with uh. Uh, Matt or, Wolf, or, Wolf, well, yeah, Wolf, DJ, Wolf and yeah, Wolf and Ricky against DJ and Rory, right? Because I, I think it yes. was because uh, I remember I thought it was Taylor made guys with Rory and DJ against Oklahoma State with Fowler and Wolf. I thought it was what it was. Is that confirmed? I Wolf's thought I saw man. something about it. I thought it was confirmed. Yeah, I guess I can't hundred percent say it, but I thought it was. Uh, you know why it's confirmed? Yeah, I think I thought they said confirmed, but it, all they said was it was going to happen after the Tiger Phil Manning Brady match. I think that's what I saw. Gotcha. No, don't watch either yeah. way. I guess basically I'll just never bet against Tiger Woods. So <laughs> that's probably what it boils down It's like how I bet on Fowler to win a major until he does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> huh. Sooner or later, you got to hit it. You'd think you'd be calling Jordan oh, every, uh, every chance he got the <laughs> yeah. week before a major. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we go play golf and find a wall to run through. He's just motivated. Ask Tiger to show up to bankroll him. <laughs> <laughs> huh. All right, boys. Anything else? No. Um, want to talk about sports Let's, starting? I was going to say, we mentioned a restart of sports. we want to get into that, or do we want to save that for its own episode? What are we thinking? Well, teaser, boys. Teaser for next week. Keep your clothes on, please. <laughs> yeah, I th- we can save it for next week. I think, I think we might get some more news this week too. Yeah, I think that's good. Yes, yeah, so some more to, concrete. Yeah, so we are teasing it, but yeah, the the NBA and the NHL have kind of announced maybe the framework of how they're going to return from this coronavirus yeah. situation. So yeah, let's uh let's save that for next episode. We can take some more notes. Hopefully, some more details by then. Yeah, we'll dive into that next episode. Yeah, I think baseball's- we're more details. Baseball's made a few comments, I think, as well. So, yeah, yep. So we could be I back think we're soon. At that point, I hope so. 
All right, boys. Till next time. All right. Later. See you. Later, boys.